0: In our work with B2B SaaS clients, we find that about 50% of the time, LinkedIn is the most effective channel for driving leads. And yet, many companies come to us who either haven't tried it because it's too expensive, or they've tried it in a limited capacity and seen subpar results. The reason that LinkedIn works so well for B2B SaaS companies is because you're not guessing who's on the other end seeing your ads. The ability to see the industries, companies, and job titles of your audience is a huge advantage in the B2B SaaS space. At times, you might be paying triple the price, but you're also much more likely to see the right person seeing your ad. Now we've identified three areas where B2B SaaS companies go wrong with LinkedIn ads. The first one is budgeting. They don't give LinkedIn ads enough of a budget to be successful. The second, targeting. They set up targeting that's too specific. For example, targeting a single job title. Content is the third. They deliver content that doesn't fit the mindset of their target customers when they're using LinkedIn. Now in this episode, we'll elaborate on these three areas and show you how you can avoid making these mistakes by following the step-by-step process that we use at Powered by Search to run LinkedIn ad campaigns that get results. I'm Mark Thomas. I'm the head of growth at Powered by Search. And today, I'm gonna talk you through some of the best knowledge that we have on building B2B SaaS businesses. Now, if any of this is interesting to you and you want to read more, you should go to our website. It's poweredbysearch.com and check us out there. Now, when we ask SaaS companies why they aren't using LinkedIn ads, we hear a few different answers. The first one is the costs of advertising on LinkedIn are too high to make it worth it. And that's a common misconception that we see companies make from a lack of testing now, if you're in the b2b space and you don't at least test linkedin ads you can't know for sure that you're using the optimal channel to drive leads in fact you might be missing out on a significant opportunity if linkedin is actually a good fit but you simply don't know because you've made the assumption that it won't generate your return and then there are those who've tried it without success who say things like we tried it for a while but we were only seeing a fraction of the leads compared to other platforms or We liked the idea of being able to target our ads to specific job titles, but when we tried it, we didn't see the results we were looking for. Now, in our experience, even companies who have tried and failed with LinkedIn ads can get results by dialing in their budgeting, targeting, and content. So let's start with budgeting. LinkedIn requires more budget than other platforms, that's true. And if you give it the same budget as your bottom-of-funnel Google Ads campaigns, you aren't likely to see the equivalent number of leads. But don't assume that means that LinkedIn won't work for you. Now when you look at the bigger picture of things, you may be getting fewer leads, but they're actually better quality leads. So your cost per acquisition at the end of the day can be the same, if not better. This is why evaluating lead quality, not just quantity, is an important factor with LinkedIn advertising. The second thing is targeting. Now a common mistake that we see with targeting is that companies get too specific. For example, if you decide that you wanna target landscape designers, you might tell LinkedIn to only show your ad to people with that specific job title. But what about landscape architects or landscaping consultants? There are so many cases where there's a wide variety of potential job titles that could fall into the category of your target customer. But to cast a wide net, you should give LinkedIn a broad title to work with. This causes LinkedIn to show your ads to a range of job titles or levels of job seniority in a given space. And you want to give LinkedIn a direction and a guardrail and see what results come in after all. Then you can see job titles, industries, and company names of the LinkedIn users who are actually clicking and converting, and use that data to refine your targeting as you move forward. And then the third thing is content. Now we often see companies take an overly direct approach with their ad content by making a hard sell for a product trial or demo. The piece of content in your ad needs to match the mindset of your target customers when they're using LinkedIn. And those are mostly in browsing or networking mindset, not a purchasing mindset. B2B marketers who get this wrong fall into the trap of thinking that because this is a professional social media network and people are on there for a business-related purpose, they can get straight to business by offering a trial or demo of their SaaS front. But think about a business meeting. You would never just dive straight into business. There is always small talk or some kind of relation first. Now, if your SaaS requires a relatively small investment, and you offer a free trial with no credit card, this approach of going straight for the offer could work. But in many cases, especially when your goal is demos and your SaaS requires significant investment from a customer, we find that a softer trust-building approach works better. We see success in generating leads by offering useful lead magnets that address the specific pain points of your customers. And I'm gonna get to that in a minute here. So what follows in the next bit of the episode is a step-by-step process for testing LinkedIn ads including the types of content that we find work best for B2B SaaS and our recommendations to get your targeting right. Now, before we begin running ads for a client on LinkedIn, we work with the company to gain a comprehensive understanding of their ideal customer. We use that information to create a campaign that prospects are much more likely to respond to. Our process involves interviewing people in sales, customer success and marketing at various levels within the organization. In doing so, we uncover the biggest pain points their prospective customers experience and how it's related to the problem that their SaaS solves. We then use these pain points to create the initial content messaging and lead magnets. The process to uncover the customer pain points and use them to inform the ad content and lead magnet may sound simple, but relatively few companies take this approach, which is why their LinkedIn ads are actually less likely to work. Now, the first step in our process is to create content that offers value and messaging that meets the target customer where they're at, on LinkedIn specifically. Now, remember how we pointed out that people on LinkedIn are in a browsing and a networking mindset? Well, this is why we don't typically use LinkedIn ads to try to sell prospects on a demo or trial before they've come to know our client's brand. Instead, we'll offer them a valuable pain point related piece of content usually in the form of a PDF download that they can opt in to receive by email. Now the goal of the content is to provide something that's actually useful to the prospect in their day-to-day life. The content types that we find work best include common industry mistakes lists, cheat sheets, calculators, case studies, and also guides. These are the types of content that are useful because they address customer problems and they can be consumed extremely easily. That consumed easily part is super important and should be considered in your ad messaging. For example, we've seen how simply changing the title of a pre-existing resource from ebook to guide or cheat sheet can significantly increase conversion rates for your lead magnet. Given limited time, people are simply more likely to engage with shorter forms of content. Now the second step is to design and develop a landing page funnel. Leads from LinkedIn will typically go through an opt-in flow of multiple steps. And there are a few considerations that we recommend in how to structure that. Consideration one is using a lead ad form versus a separate landing page. Lead ad forms tend to be less expensive because the user remains on LinkedIn to submit the form and then receives your content by email or through a link to your site where the resource is hosted. A separate landing page is usually more expensive but tends to result in more qualified leads, requiring more effort on behalf of the prospect to actually fill out the form. So we often split test both options to test them against each other and see which is working better. I'm gonna refer here to some uh, images that are actually in the accompanying blog post to this. You can see a link to that and then consequently the actual images in the show notes. So the first one is um, option A. So we're talking about a lead ad form funnel here. If you choose to go with a lead ad form like this one, the flow would look like fill the form in on LinkedIn, click submit, open the email or download page, click to download resource to thank you page. And then option B, which is much differently designed, is a separate landing page funnel. Now, if you choose to go with a separate landing page, the flow would look like click the ad, fill the form on the landing page, click submit, open the email, click to download the resource and thank you page. The second consideration here is also the thank you page format. The approach to this varies depending on whether you want to offer a demo or a free trial. And actually we've recorded a whole episode on this and it is really good. So go back and listen to that. But if we're going the trial route, we'll probably include an offer for the trial on the thank you page. If it's demos we're after, there are actually two options that we typically test. Option A is a thank you page offering to schedule a demo. We'll reiterate the pain points that were touched on in the resource they downloaded and explain how the software they can schedule a demo for will address their pain points. If there's a video that explains the SaaS, we'll often include that along with some copy too. And the option B is to pre-record a demo on the thank you page. Now we find this lowers the barrier to entry for the prospect to learn more about your software. We'll typically use this approach when we've been seeing low conversion rates for demo signups, and we've seen this method work to generate more leads. Once we've worked out the landing page funnel overall, we'll prepare the follow-up email automation. And that's important. So let's talk about these email funnels. Now, not everyone who clicks on a LinkedIn ad and opts in immediately will convert to demo or trial. So once a lead has opted in through a LinkedIn ad, we actually nurture them further through email. And we typically set up the first automated email to be delivered either an hour after the resource delivery email they opted in for, or we send it the following day. We're trying to automate a natural sales process in order to meet the leads at each stage of the pipeline. So we still aren't making a hard sell here. Typically the initial email will be sent from a company sales rep, although not manually, and it won't make a direct offer. Instead, the message will ask a question about their business to open up a channel of communication and get the prospect to begin sharing with you like you would in any sales conversation. Think, questions like how many stores do you manage? How many salespeople do you have in your showroom? What types of businesses do you work with? I mean, those are applicable to specific kinds of business. You have to think of your own question here. We actually use what types of businesses do you work with a lot? The prospects who respond become your leads. And once we have our content, landing page funnel, and email automation set up, we're ready to begin preparing the targeting for the campaign on LinkedIn. The fourth step is to upload current customer data. Now uploading current customer data is the first step, really, into setting up the targeting for the campaign. Now we've already done a lot of preparatory work for this point here, so let's get this right. The data we upload are just emails of our clients' current customers. Now doing this serves two functions. Firstly, you can exclude these individuals from seeing your ads, because you don't want to show your ads to people who are already your customers. That's a waste of spend. And the second reason is to create your initial target audience called a lookalike audience. It's the equivalent of a lookalike audience on Facebook, which allows you to show your ads to new prospects who share relevant common traits with your current customers. Now we find that lookalike audiences typically outperform everything else, so we'll use this to run the initial campaign. Our next move is to upload or create a target account list. Let's talk about that now, that's step five. Now if our client has a list of prospective companies that they want to target, a target account list that's called, this is the next audience that we'll create and run a campaign for. The reality is not all companies, especially smaller SaaS companies, are going to have a huge target account list because it requires you to either pay for a software or pay for a data provider to give you a list of emails. The workaround is to make your own with data you collected from your initial lookalike audience campaign. For example, if you go into the demographics in LinkedIn, it'll tell you the company names of all of the users that are seeing your ads. You can create your own target account list based on that. Number six is monitoring LinkedIn ad performance and remarketing. Now, when we're running initial rounds of LinkedIn ads for a client, We're testing it holistically against ads on Google and Facebook as a method to identify which channel works best in the context of their business. We'll track lead quality and customer acquisition costs for each of the platforms to help us make decisions about where we should continue to invest. To determine what is working, we look at a few things. Is the CPA within target? For example, we need downloads or demos at $75 per demo to stay profitable. Is this in target? Then based on all the targeting we're running, which campaigns are the top performers? We'll prioritize the budget there in future. If the results are not this cut and dry, we'll review audience data to confirm the targeting is spot on. For example, we'll ask, are these users in the right industry? Are these the right job titles? Typically, we're doing omnichannel remarketing to nudge engaged audience members down the funnel, but we'll save our explanation of this process for another day. Let's talk about some LinkedIn ad placement best practices. In terms of ad placement, we typically stick to in-feed sponsored content with a single image or video paired with copy. We'll also use sponsored in-mail, ads that show up in your messages, but primarily only for retargeting accounts that we've engaged with already. We won't use it with a general audience or as a first touch point. And you should always be conscious of the fact that ads that show up in people's messages are more intrusive and need to be used appropriately. We might use sponsored in-mail to reach out to people who have already downloaded a lead magnet and are familiar with our company. And it'll usually be a softer engagement like an event invite or an additional resource. We actually don't do text ads that show up on the right on the desktop version of LinkedIn because people are great at ignoring the right sidebar ads. Let's pull this all together here. LinkedIn is the primary channel driver for about half of our B2B SaaS clients. If you're in the B2B SaaS space and you haven't tested out ads there, you may be missing out on a significant opportunity to reach the right audience and drive leads. If you have tried LinkedIn ads without the results you were looking for, we hope that the above process can act as a guide for you to give it another shot. I'll see you next time. Now, if you enjoyed that today and you want to do something about your B2B SaaS marketing, you should get in touch with us. You can do that by going to poweredbysearch.com and checking out our assessment page, or you can browse the case studies and blogs that we have on the site. Now, if you're not ready to do that, definitely say hi anyway. You can ping me on Twitter. I'm at I am Mark Thomas. that's Mark with a C, or you can ping our founder and CEO, Dev Basu, and connect with us there. Looking forward to seeing you again for another episode.